Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 616, session number 192 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your question here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again here today after the first of the year, 2019. Here we are. Can't believe it. This is crazy that we're in 2019 already. And when I started this over three and a half years ago now, never thought that I would uh, be recording 616 episodes and 192 episodes of Ask Scott. Just craziness right there. But it just goes to show you that if you take action and if you want to do something, you got to do it and then decide if it's what you want to continue doing. I talk a lot about this, uh, you know, with people that I work with privately or even just just friends of mine. I'm like, you know, you got to get out there and you got to try things. Right. Like so many people think that they have to do the one thing and it's going to be the answer to everything. It's going to be like, oh, I'm going to do that. And it has to work. Right. If it doesn't work, it's a complete failure. And that is not the truth at all. I don't look at it that way. I think we have to we have to try things. We have to experiment with things. We have to, you know, see what we like, what we're good at, what we don't want to do. Right. Like we have to we have to play a little bit. We have to, you know, see what things that we are going to want to do on a regular basis. And there's things that you might do now and then you might get tired of them or you might see that it, you know, makes you aware of something completely different. And then from there, that is where your direction is going to go. And I talk about this, you know, a lot. If you've ever been to one of my workshops, you guys, you know, I I share my story. I've shared it here on the podcast too, but it's kind of like, you know, I got out of the the, uh, construction business and then my wife and I started a photography business and we had no idea about this, about starting a photography business or about photography, Uh, but we knew we wanted to do it because we had kids and, um, you know, we had, we, we knew the, the, um, you know, what the experience was like going to a photographer. We wanted to make a better experience. And so anyway, long story short is that led us to trying this photography thing part-time. We did that. And then because we did that, we learned a ton because we had to. And then from there, I found that I really like marketing and I like, I like uh, editing and I like, you know, like Photoshop and video editing. Like I enjoy that stuff. Uh, And so it, it led me to that place where I was like, okay, now what? Like I, I got these things going on. Well, let me go ahead and see if I can help other people in the photography space, whether it's how to use Photoshop or whether it is how to market your photography business. And then that got me understanding more about marketing in the online space. Then that led me over to selling stuff on eBay. So on my digital products at the time, you could sell digital products. And I was doing that through, you know, Photoshop templates and stuff. And then that led me over to uh, selling on, on Amazon. I'm like, well, wait a minute here. Uh, there's physical products thing. Let me look into this thing. Cause obviously as an entrepreneur, you're always, you know, looking at different opportunities, which is also a bad thing sometimes, but you see what I'm saying? It led me to where I am today, right? But I'm trying things. I'm learning things. I'm experimenting. I'm, you know, seeing what I like, what I don't like, you know, uh, what I want to spend most of my time on because we only have a certain amount of time, which if you listen to the last episode, I talked about how to get more out of your 24 hour day. If you didn't listen to that episode, that one is episode 615. So the amazing seller.com forward slash 615. You should listen to that if you want to get more out of your day. Um, it's pretty simple, but it's sometimes, you know, a little hard to start, you know, doing that stuff because it's not, It's not like your normal routine, Uh, but anyway, check that episode out if you're interested. But today, what I'm going to be talking about is a question that came in 
another one about pay-per-click, and do my pay-per-click campaigns bid against each other? So that is going to be the question, also about multiple products and kind of what's my thoughts on that. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that um, here in a minute. Um, but I just, again, wanted to let you guys know that, you know, even on pay-per-click, let's talk about that for a minute. You're experimenting. You're trying something. You're seeing what works, what doesn't work. You double down on the things that work and you don't do as much of the stuff that doesn't work, right? But you got to keep trying things. Um, so don't ever be afraid to try things and understand that, you know, as we do things, we're learning through this entire process. All right. So guys, if you have a question that you want me to uh, answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it there. Or you can head over to my YouTube channel at theamazingsellertv.com, and that'll take you right over to my YouTube channel, which I would love to see you over there as well. And I've done a lot of videos of me on the whiteboard and kind of talking about marketing and how to get more you know, out of your business, more traffic, more assets built. A lot of that is how we are you know, really building a future-proof business. And I demonstrate that by sharing with you visually, because on a podcast, sometimes it's hard, but visually over on YouTube, that's what I'm really using that platform for. So again, you can learn here, you can learn there, go both places. And uh, I can I can see you over there and maybe you can comment, or if you have a question, ask it on over there as well. So that's the theamazingsellertv.com. Now, talking about building a future-proof business and a brand, uh, before we jump into today's question, I did want to remind you, if you guys have not heard, but I am doing my first ever live event, a conference. It's called Brand Accelerator Live. And there, what we're going to be doing is a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about for the past two years, probably, but we're really going to dial it in and focus on these certain areas of our businesses. And there's really two different phases of building a business, I feel. And with having the resources available now, using Amazon as a launch pad and using that channel to bring in revenue, which is awesome, that also can fuel the other part of the business, which we can grow organically and we can use paid ads and stuff as well. But it's really about taking both of those and bringing them together. So there's phase one, there's phase two. And really at this event, what I'm going to be focusing on is all of that, like building a future-proof business. I've got some amazing guests coming. I've got some amazing people already registered that are going to be there that are doing this exact thing that you're going to be able to rub elbows with or shoulders with. And um, it's really about how to build assets that support your business and, and growing and optimize your current Amazon business or taking what you currently have and making it better. That's what we talk about a lot. It's like optimizing what's already there and, and making that better and stronger, but always staying a little bit ahead as well. And then the opportunity to hang out with like-minded people there and talking about each other's businesses and what we're doing to you know grow over here or what we're doing to build an asset here or what we're doing uh, in preparation to maybe exit. Like all of these people are going to be there in one room, in one area that you can spend a couple of days with. So if you're interested, if you haven't already grabbed your ticket, head over to brandacceleratorlive.com or you can just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. And it's going to be a smaller event. We're going to keep it under 300. So it's uh, intimate so we can hang out together and not feel like we're at this massive sea of people or this, this massive event where uh, you, you don't really know um, the people that are in that room. And I really want this to be a tight knit group where we can share, you know, and grow and learn and, and make it a community event 
in a sense. So really excited about this, and I hope that you join us there in Texas, all right? It's going to be in Fort Worth, Texas. So definitely, definitely go to brandacceleratorlive.com and get all the details and grab your ticket, all right? All right, so one last thing. Before we jump into the question, you guys always know that I like to share my thoughts, and this one here is similar to what I just kind of ranted on in the beginning there, was we need to celebrate growth that we've already had and accomplishments that we've already had. We don't give ourselves enough credit. So here's what I want you to do. One little quick little exercise, and then we're going to move on, okay? I want you to think about this. I want you to ask yourself this question. You might even want to write this stuff down, okay? Because we don't do this enough. What do you have now that you didn't have 12 months ago, okay? And I'm not talking physical items. I'm talking about growth as whether it's yourself internally, maybe you have more confidence, like whatever it is, like, or maybe you have a product that you launched uh, on Amazon. You learned from that. Maybe it was successful. Maybe it wasn't, but you learned something from that. What did you learn? What did you take away? What is that one thing that you have now? What is the skill that you have? Because you went out and you figured out how to build a website, or maybe you found someone to build a website. So that's a resource now that you have in your back pocket. Maybe you started an email list and you've built that to a thousand people and you've communicated with those people. Uh, So look and see what you've done in the past 12 months. I don't care when it is in the time of year. 12 months ago, what have you done that's allowed you to have something now that you didn't have before, okay? Did you have a Facebook group now that has 500 people in it that you get to talk to and you get to know a little bit more about your market? Do you have a YouTube channel started? I know I have a uh, a listener, uh, Jesse, who actually was on the show recently, and we talked about how he listened to the podcast. He heard me talking about YouTube and doing this 52-day content strategy where even if you don't have a private label product, you can do this, right? So he just went and published one new video every single week for 52 weeks, and he was just going to show up. That's all he did. He committed to that process. And he said, you know what? If I have 500 Uh, subscribers at the end of 12 months, I'll be happy. I'll figure, you know what? I built something. This is cool. And it'll grow from there. Well, he came on and he said he did that. He showed up for for 12 months and he continues to show up. And he's got over 15,000, 15,000 subscribers right now. Every video that he posts gets a minimum of 1,500 to 3,000 views within within the first week of of it releasing. He's on to something really good, but he's, he's got that thing created now that he didn't have before. And whether he got 500 or 15,000, he learned that process. He learned about YouTube. He was focusing on that one channel right now to grow that that base of uh, of subscribers and, and an audience in a sense. So, so now when he wants to launch something, he can. And by the way, he's making $1,000 plus not from a private label product, but from ads and from this other, uh, this there's kind of like a tip site where you can actually donate to the... Uh, to the actual creator, which is pretty cool. So he's making about a thousand bucks a month to create these videos now. Pretty cool. All right. But what do you have now that you didn't have 12 months ago? Give yourself some credit, you know, pat yourself on the back. Look at a skill set that you learned. All right. It's really important that you do that. Give yourself the credit that you deserve, because if you're doing stuff, you're learning stuff. Wow. That might be a shirt. If you're doing stuff, you're learning stuff. I love that. All right. So you got to do it. Got to take action. You guys hear me say it all the time, all right? And the effect of that is learning and also things are going to start to pop up now. They're like, oh, wow, look at, I did that. Now this thing happened over here because that led to that. Like it just, it happens, all right? So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, listen to today's question and I will give you my answer. What do you say? Let's do this. Hi, Scott. 
I want to thank you for your podcast. And my 13 employees would like to thank you for your podcast also, whether they know it or not. You're one of the big reasons they have a job. But my question here today is a PPC question. My question is, I have multiple campaigns with the same product in it, with the same keywords. Am I bidding against myself and running up my costs or does it not matter? The only reason I have these is this they've added up over the years, different campaigns. And so there is an overlap now. Should I clean these overlaps out or does it not really matter? Thank you. Hey Pete, thank you so much for the question. And the reason why I know your name is because it was on the uh, on the message that was sent through as far as the text portion. But uh, that's how I knew it was Pete. So Pete, thank you so much for the question. And thank you so much for letting me know that there's 13 employees that uh, you have on your team. And, uh, and because of you running this type of a business is giving them employment, which is awesome. So thanks for sharing that. That actually is a pretty big pick me up for myself today because that feels pretty good that you've done that and that I've had just a little something to do with it. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk about this uh, multiple campaigns with the same product, the same keywords. Sounds like it's getting a little messy in here. All right. Uh, it's getting hot in here. You probably heard that song. Terrible version of that. But um, yeah, it's, it's getting a little messy. And I think the reason is, is because you've just been launching new campaigns and then you've been including those products in there. I would probably recommend cleaning that up. And that might be going through and seeing what campaigns have performed the best and maybe taking the other ones and either pausing them or really reducing the bids um, down. So that way they're, they're not going to be competing against each other. Cause I do believe that they will be, and this would be a great question for Chris Schaefer, but I've heard him talk about this stuff enough that anytime that you have multiple, um, multiple campaigns with the same exact, um, product in this, in, in your, have the same, same set of keywords, um, they are going to compete against each other. So we don't want that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to show up in multiple places. Like people would think, um, that isn't the case. Um, so what I would say was let's clean this thing up. Let's look at all of the data that you've gotten. And then let's look at the ones that are winning and the ones that aren't doing so well, and then reduce that bid down or pause those. That's personally what I would do. And I might even start from scratch now in a sense, not, I wouldn't kill that other stuff. I might just pause it temporarily. Um, again, these are just some thoughts in my head right now. I'm not saying this is exactly how I would do it, but these are just some things to think about, uh, and, and to maybe try, maybe test. If I took that data that I've been able to figure out now because I've run enough pay-per-click in these different campaigns, and from there, I would take and focus on that product uh, all by itself. I wouldn't make a campaign and have 10 different products in there going after the same keywords. I would try to narrow that down a little bit more. Again, it would be a test. Doesn't mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean it's going to perform any better, but there's really no right or wrong here. Other than I would say, if you have, you know, five different campaigns and you're having the same keywords at the same products, that could hurt you. Um, and not, not even just in your wallet, but it could because of a conversion standpoint, um, or because there's multiple keywords 
going after the same exact listing. Um, so there's a, multiple things that could be happening there. And again, I'm not an expert in the pay-per-click side of things here, but common sense tells me that if we have your product in five different campaigns and all of the same keywords, um, they're going to be directly competing against each other. And it could also probably hurt um, some of your, your ACOS because again, if it's converting lower in one campaign, you're going to pay higher per bid. And if you pay higher per bid and that doesn't convert, the conversion goes down. So it, it can get a little messy. It sounds messy right now. And it sounds like, and you kind of admitted it, it's because just over the years, you've just been kind of like adding a new campaign, add the product, but keep the other one running. Um, I think I would try to clean that up. And it might be, again, just looking at the data, maybe starting a new campaign um, and just focus on that one skew or that one product. Um, even if it has multiple variations, you could do that, which I'm not a huge fan of doing all of the variations. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of picking the one that has converted the highest leading people in and then letting make that choice. So a way you could do that. If you had, if you had four variations and you had red, blue, green, yellow, and the red was performing the best. If you looked at your conversions, then I would promote that one as like the eye candy in a sense. And then that would get the clicks. And then when they get in, they might be like, oh, but I, I think I want the green. But if you just did it with the green, it might get less, um, less of a conversion because when they get in there, it's not necessarily what they wanted, even though you targeted it for a stainless steel garlic press. Um, now, if you're targeting green stainless steel garlic press, then yes, you want the green to show up. But again, that's kind of off topic here, but you get what I'm saying, right? It doesn't make sense just to, just to put your, your uh, product in 10 different campaigns and using the same keywords. It's different if you did that and you had different keywords and you wanted to track how that worked. I'm not sure why you would do that anyway um, because then it's going to, again, just get messy. It's going to be hard to manage. You got to remember, every time you add a new campaign, you're adding complexity to you know, your pay-per-click. And then it just becomes a nightmare. Um, a better option might be using a tool like Ignite. You know, and let that tool do the work for you. Let that do the heavy lifting for you. Um, I mean, I would even just go and try it for 30 days. They have a 30-day um, trial, I believe, still in place. They, if they don't, then um, they must have gotten rid of it. But the last I checked, they do. So you might want to check that out. And you can go through my affiliate link at theamazingseller.com forward slash ignite. And um, it should be there. Um, so go check that out. But uh, it's worth even just letting that run for 30 days and see what happens. Because once you get a whole bunch of campaigns, it becomes a nightmare. And then it might come down to either you use a tool like that and then you can slightly manage it because it'll kind of do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Or you can have it fully automated or you can have, uh, you know, a person, you can hire a person that all they do is focus on uh, your pay-per-click, hire a virtual assistant or something like that. But it does pay off if you can clean that up and if you can have more of the budget and everything concentrated on the listings and, you know, the, the product um, with all of the money. Because the thing is, if you're going to spend that money and it's dispersed amongst all these different campaigns and you got like, you know, one campaign that's outperforming all the other ones, why have the, all the other ones there? doesn't make any sense. So yes, um, I do believe you could be hurting yourself um, to keep running this way. So I would definitely clean that up. And I would also experiment. I would run a test or two or just go and try Ignite and see what that tells you. Um, but I do think you're at that point if you have multiple campaigns with the same product and the same keywords, I think there definitely needs something to be done there. All right. So hopefully that helped you or anyone else listening that is in this situation right now. Uh, again, just the uh, last 
my, my last little uh, bit of advice here, and I'm going to say it again because I already said it, is just keep things simple. Don't get too many campaigns going on one product. It can get really messy really quick, um, and uh, you don't want that. You don't want to have to go back and have to clean everything up. So anyway, that's my last little bit of advice. All right, guys, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it there. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 616. And then the last little reminder, if you have not grabbed your ticket yet for Brand Accelerator Live, which we're going to be hanging out in September of 2019, head on over to brandacceleratorlive.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash live. Get all the details and grab your ticket. And I'd love to see you there at that event. All right, guys, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.